Today, on a very special episode of Sagittarian Matters, your host is lied to, demagnified, and pelted with the term petite face in The Glasses Fiasco, starring special guests Isaac Soloway Strozier, Valerie Stadler, and Ariel Schrag. Stay tuned. Sagittarian matters, Sagittarian matters, what's the Hello, listeners. If you know me at all, you know that I've been wearing glasses for at least the past 30 years. I wear them so much that, in fact, in 2006, I was named Miss Specs Appeal by Hey Four Eyes magazine. Though this happened over a decade ago, I will continue to wear that badge of honor, like Baby Jane, well into my 80s. But that's not the point. The point is, glasses are me. I am my glasses. They are my face. Here I am. And also, I understand glasses a little bit. I have a very strong prescription. Uh, my grandfather was so blind by the end of his life, he kept a pen light, pen light next to his plate so he could see his food. That's my future. I understand. So right now, when I get glasses, the bigger the frames, the tinier my eyes are going to look. That is the crux of the problem we will talk about today with my special guests. I invited three special co-hosts to come in and help narrate this glasses problem with me. Isaac Soloway Strozier, longtime friend to the show. Valerie Stadler, my friend who I took in with me as my advocate on my second visit to the problematic glasses store. And Ariel Schrag, cartoonist, glasses aficionado, and friend. I do want to tell you that Ariel Schrag has a new book of comics out called Part of It, and I will air our full interview in an episode in the coming weeks. But in the meantime, sit back, relax, and enjoy our talk about my glasses misfortune. Isaac Soloway Strozier, welcome back to Sagittarian Matters. So happy to be back. You are coming to us live from New York City, and we are going to talk about glasses. Yep, can't wait. So you have glasses. You, earlier this year, went with me to Fabulous Fannies in New York, where I was hell-bent on trying on some glasses. Yep. And the glasses I was looking for then were kind of like a masculine square type of vintage glasses. But I also mentioned there, I believe, that my ideal was to have giant secretary glasses. But Isaac, did I not tell you at that time that I could not have that style of glasses because my prescription was too strong? You did tell me this. And I probably told everyone with an earshot, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. Confirmed. (laughs) Can you describe what happened when we went to Fabulous Fanny's? Uh, unless I'm mistaken, we went twice. Yes. We tried on all kinds of glasses, took photos inside, outside to look at the glasses in different lights. And again, I think that you purchased a masculine square-ish pair of glasses. Is that true? It is true. It is true. Okay. Um, but you saw like, I, so this is the prologue because I want you to imagine me Going from Fabulous Fannies to 
Portland to LA and having the same thing happen at probably six different places with different friends that, you know, all ended up stopping texting me back at a certain point because it was too many glasses. Um, Going to so many different glasses being like, what about these ones? What about these ones? What about these ones? Yes. Um, Okay. So Isaac, I'm going to tell you what happened when I went to Los Angeles. Okay. Please tell me. Um, when I went to Los Angeles, or when I, I was in Portland and I saw a pair... Wait, tell me what happened in Portland, because I don't understand what happened in Portland. I just was looking at more glasses in Portland, and I had an idea. And the idea I had was, maybe all the vintage 1980s secretary glasses I've been looking at... So the, the masculine ones are, are a non-issue. I just brought that up so that we could discuss what it was like to go to the glasses store, and kind of the amount of deliberation that has to happen. Bef- Can I say something right now for the listeners? Yeah. You're, right now, you're currently wearing glasses that I've never seen before. Well, this is are, part of the epilogue. Are they going to factor into the story? Yeah, these can be part of the epilogue. Okay, great. And I'm sorry that I'm in my pajamas. Um, no worries. Okay. So, um, I want to say, also, can you see me? I can't see you. I can see you. Okay, so if you make some kind of hand gesture to me, I won't be able to see it, just so you know. Okay. Um, if you do like a cut it out kind of thing. So... I go to Portland, Oregon, uh, you know, just because I, as I want to do, and I have this idea where I'm thinking, okay, all the, all the secretary glasses I've been looking at are from the 1980s, and they're way too big for my small face. So what if I got a high-end pair that was made to look like they were from the 1980s, but they're a little more size appropriate for my face? Would, would that help with the, with the problem? Um, the problem being that my prescription is so strong that my face will be demagnetized. So it will look like you're looking through the opposite end of a telescope when you look at my face. So that means your eyes will look teeny tiny or huge? Teeny tiny. My eyes will look teeny tiny, but also my face will look teeny tiny. And so you'll be looking at a tiny face within a larger face. Right. It's quite unnerving. So I, I go there in Portland. I see these very expensive frames. Isaac, how much were the frames I got at Fabulous Fannies? I I honestly do not know, but let's say somewhere around a hundred dollars. Yeah, ninety dollars. Okay, this is the price point we were at. I go to Portland. I see these frames by a designer whose name I will not say. They are six hundred dollars. Oh, oh lord! At, at this point, why why, why why don't you say the name of the designer? Because the whole podcast is slandering them, and I don't want to go to prison. Um, so I get in my head, like, what if, what if I could, I've, I've now logged in at least like, you know, 12 to 20 hours of, of glasses shopping. What if I could throw money at this problem and it would go away? Yes. Is it possible that I could pay enough money to have the thinnest lenses on earth and the finest glasses on earth? And then all of a sudden I would look like a normal person in these glasses and I would not look like a maniac as every other glasses store has told me I would. Yeah. So I, I locate this designer in Los Angeles. I go to the designer in Los Angeles. I Their store has a security guard. It has mirrored wow. walls. It has a woman in a bodycon dress. A turtleneck bodycon dress is their saleswoman. Their sale, she, you've, got to, you've got to give me the name of this. Can you give it to me off the air? Yes, I'll definitely give it to you off the air. It's a sen- you won't do it on air. I will not do it on air. But basically, it's like it's like a scene from Pretty Woman, except for it's a glasses store. So I go into this glasses store one day wearing contacts, and I'm like, hey, I want these frames. I saw them in a store in Portland. I found them here. I want these frames. I have a negative 6, negative 6.5. That's my prescription. Do you think that I could wear – do you think this could look good if I, you know, 
Could, could this look good? Could this work? And the girl says, absolutely. We, we use the thinnest lenses from Germany. We use the thinnest lenses from Germany. Zeiss lenses. They're so thin. They're like state of the art, blah, blah, blah. And they'll be so thin. These are going to look great on you. I was like, really? Because everyone else told me that they were going to look bad. She's like, oh, no, no. <laughs> you throw this money down, they're going to look awesome. You're going to rock these. So, Those are the magic words. So, Isaac, I throw down. You know I'm a famously a miser. I throw down approximately $1,100. That's how much it'll, that's what, it'll run you. So I get the frames and then the lenses that are so thin. And she, and, you know... And she starts to say something about lenses that are like $700 and I start to balk. So then she pretends like she didn't say it. And so then, you know, then it is that I'm getting these. Wait, al- the, wait, you're, uh, wait I have a question. The lenses are $1,100 no, and you spent in total? In total $1,100. So you didn't buy the $700 lenses. You spent something closer to $500 on lenses. Yes, but I didn't really understand what she was even talking about with $700. I just, I don't even, I don't even know. But basically, I was like, okay, if, if I'm paying almost twice what every other place told me for lenses, then these are going to be... Sig- they better be the greatest lenses on, the, on planet Earth. On planet Earth. Because the other places I was looking are in Los Angeles. I'm not, like, looking in Arkansas for lenses. Every other place is like, it should be about $300. And she's like, these are going to be $600. I'm going to give you a deal. So they're only $550, blah, blah, blah. So, okay. So I, I'm like, okay, charge it. ching So we do it. I go back. Wow. So you make the purchase. And can I ask a question? Yeah. When are these glasses slated to arrive? A week. A week. With so, the new lenses in them. With the new lenses. And I just vow to never tell anyone how much I paid for these glasses. Great. But now you're telling everyone. Well, now I'm telling everyone because now I've got nothing to lose. I've lost it all. Okay. Um, so <laughs> a, week, a week later, I go in. A week and a half later, I go in. I'm a little salty because they never called me. And I was like, why is a place with a security guard not letting me know when my glasses are done? I go in, and the, the woman isn't there. There's the, the, the lab technician guy. He's very, very nice. He's like, here they are. And Isaac, I kid you not, I don't know if you have a ruler in front of you. The lenses are about five millimeters thick. They are five millimeters thick, which is about a quarter of an inch. Um, oh, yeah. The glasses are so heavy, and my face is shrunken. On the inside, I look essentially like the mom from I, Tanya, but not as sexy. Wow. I, I look significantly less hot than Alice and Janney and I, Tanya. Um, I'm horrified. I almost start crying then on the spot. Oh, my God. I feel like a dumb, poor person who's been sold magic beans. Uh-huh. And I say, I can't, I can't wear these. This can't. Well, see, that's an interesting move. Because I, I feel like if that was me... I would have immediately gone to, oh, maybe it does look good. Maybe these people know something that I don't know, and this looks good. <laughs> no, I'm like, this. I know this does not look good. I know this is yeah. like a weird optical illusion, and I'll never – the only way they look good is when my head's turned, so I would never be able to make eye contact with people again. I would never wear these when I was on a panel or doing an event. Like, what are these even for then? Yes. Oh. So I was like, this is not what the person – this is not the thinnest lenses on earth. This is not the effect. This is exactly the thing I told the girl I was afraid of. And he was like, oh, well, it looks like she didn't order you the thinnest lenses possible. Isaac? 
Every oh, because the thinnest lenses possible were those seven hundred dollar lenses that you didn't that you didn't even think to inquire about. Yeah. Well, so then I was like, why didn't she get me the thinnest lenses? Why did I give her five hundred and fifty dollars for lenses? Like what? What planet are we on? Because every other place I went was like, your prescription's so strong. If we don't do the thinnest lenses, you're going to look like a freak. So he was like, you know what? I'm so sorry. We want you to be happy. I'm going to send them back to Germany. We are going to remake the lenses. Uh, You know, we'll comp it. It's not a big deal. You know, they'll be done in about a week. We want you to be happy. And I was like, will they look good though? Will it look good? Will this effect go away? And he was like, oh, it'll look good. It'll look great. Great. Well, you're never. You seem to be going on track now. Thing, we're back on track. We're back on track. Back on track. Um, do you have? Do you want to? Do you want to wager any guesses as to what happens next? Okay, I'm going to take a guess that you come back in a week, um, and they look either the same or worse. <laughs> well, Isaac, I'm going to throw this to Valerie so she can tell us what happened next. If you have an advice question for Sagittarian Matters, call or text our advice hotline. Leave a message. We might answer your question on the air, and we promise not to answer the phone. That is a Sagittarian promise that you can take all the way to the bank. I had to go back to the glasses store to pick up my glasses once the lenses had been made smaller in Germany. Before I went... I was having a lot of emotional struggle over this situation. I was feeling a lot like I was a, I felt like this, this guy I saw on Oprah who was homeless and he won the lottery and he won millions of dollars. And within a year, he was back to the exact place he started from because he was a poor person who didn't know how to manage money. And so he squandered it all. And I felt like that. I felt like a poor person who had been sold magic beans. And so I just was having this weird self-talk of like, you're so stupid, poor person. So stupid. Why'd you spend a thousand dollars on these stupid glasses? And so I brought I needed, I knew I needed support when I went back in because if these glasses didn't work out the second time around, I was going to have an emotional breakdown. And so I thought, who do I know who, I just was like, who do I know? It's the perfect person to bring as an advocate in this situation. And the perfect person was named Valerie. Valerie, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks. I'm glad to be here. I'm Valerie. Can you tell me why you are the perfect person for this kind of scenario? Um... Let's see. I think because, one, I was willing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and also because I I grew up around a bunch of money. So I don't think I had that sort of fear of money, poverty thing. Although I will say spending $1,000 on glasses would be really hard for me. And um, my job is, you know, one where I, you know, sort of problem solve for a living. So it just seemed like maybe it was a good fit. Also, I think, you know, at the end of the day, I could always be like the muscle if I needed to. Yeah. Did we say you're from New York? From New York. I am from New York. So we, we drive to the place and we make up a plan in the car. The plan we make up in the car, like plan A, I try and the glasses are beautiful. Exactly. Plan B was... If they don't work, you know, it's this fancy pants store and we'll return them and get you a new pair and we'll put the lenses into a new pair. Plan three, plan C, we just get my money back. Yes, that seemed like last ditch attempt, but we figured why not? And we had these three really viable options and we went in there. We were very optimistic. So we went to the place. Can you please describe the place, (laughs) your perspective of the place and the people therein? (laughs) 
I mean, the place is hilarious. It's downtown. It's like so, it's very, it's very German. It's like everything is sharp and perfect. And it looks like this architecturally designed, oh, and it's like a maze. And you walk in, there's like you have to be buzzed in and there's like a security guard. You're just instantly like sort of like the Fort Knox of glasses. It's yeah. a little, it's a little much, not to, not to lie. And then the, so there was a security guard there. There was another guy. And then there was the person we're calling Lana. We've given her a pseudonym. We're going to call we changed her name to protect the guilty yes so lana is the sales associate who i originally met wearing a bodycon dress who sold me the glasses now just just to refresh everyone's memories i'm a verbal person yes yes or no oh my god yes i i walked in there i knew the pair i wanted and when i first went in there i said lana i have a negative six negative 6.5 most people told me that's too thick for this kind of glasses will these look good on me Lana said yes. So we go back in. I try on these glasses. I'm going to tell you what. They were thinner. They were no longer five millimeters, but they did not look good on me. So there's this thing called demagnification. And what Nicole had was a demagnification situation. (laughs) It is essentially, like Ariel said, like looking through a telescope backwards. So you can see a tiny version of my face within the lenses But then you step back and you realize that's not my face. That's only half your face. That's a tiny version of my face. It's removed the corners. It's removed the edges. It takes the edges off your face is what it does. I don't have a face. So there's this thing where like you're like in this first moment, you know, there's, you know, you, I like, I wanted it to be okay. And so initially I was like, I think it's okay. And then I was looking more and I was looking more and I was like, this is maybe not okay. And instantly you were like, this is not okay. There was no world in which you thought this was okay. And But Lana was like, they look cute. You could rock those. <laughs> I would discover this was the parlance of the store. It's whether or not someone could quote unquote rock something that looked terrible. Which you know, if they tell you you can rock it, you're in trouble. That's a bad thing. You can rock that cast, girl. Rock that neck brace. You got this. <laughs> Um, yeah, nobody says that about something that's elegant and beautiful. Exactly. No one says like... You can rock that black eye. <laughs> you rock it, girl. You don't need front teeth. So I try on these glasses. I don't think they look good. You're trying for a second. Now, Valerie, what do these glasses look like to you? You did, you did put a dollar number on them. How much did they look like they were worth to you? $1,200? I mean, they look like $12 thrift store glasses to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like... Uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm the most fashionable person on the planet, so I am wrong. But they really, I really was like, I was confused at the price. I also got lured into it. There was the second where I was like, I could buy $600 glasses, but then I just, I just, just yeah. walked away from that idea. But they did, they didn't seem to me like they were living up to the $1,200 price tag. I mean, if they had made you happy, if they had done the magical thing, if they had been the magical bean of glasses and that somehow this was like the one pair of giant glasses you could wear that didn't make your face look tiny, then they would have been worth $1,200. Unfortunately, that was not that was the not case. the case. So then, can you describe Lana's turn? Yeah. So, so that- yeah. yeah, she really did. She made a turn. The thing about Lana was that she had this, she, she sort of professed to be from this family of like this, this like long lineage of glasses people. Opticians. Yes. My mother was an optician. My aunt was an optician. It was like, it was like right out of a movie. And so, you know, you, you, you know, as she was describing this, you thought, well, this doesn't really match with the person who the day before had told you these glasses would be perfect. She should have known 
she should have known that these glasses wouldn't work because when we were going back and trying to get you the the next pair the plan b pair of glasses she was showing you these tiny little spectacle glasses these like glasses that were the size of a pea and she's like this is the size glasses you should have which was so confusing because what changed between the, her deciding that she you could only have these little tiny glasses to the two days before the two weeks before when you had ordered these other ones that were like legit the biggest glasses in the store yeah and i had said will these look good and she said yes here's my prescription will these look good when we came back and she said i didn't know you had an astigmatism but can i tell you how she would have known she would have known from the people sending her my prescription that very day before she put in the order for the glasses at which point she could have used her customer service chops to look at that be like oh shit i made a huge mistake when she said 66.5 i wasn't listening now i see it on the paper i'm gonna call nicole up and tell her these aren't gonna work yeah but she didn't do that so it was confusing so 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 you were trying to like make sense of this person who was at once this giant fancy pants glasses expert and also the person that had sold you a pair of glasses that were so clearly never going to not do this thing because what she was saying the whole time that we're in the store this time was well of course these are doing it you know because your prescription is blah 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 so so that was when we thought lana is a liar Lana the liar. And that was a sad moment because she also rocked rocked this <laughs> perfect red lip. And she was so pretty. And for some reason, you just don't want the pretty girl with the perfect red lip to be a liar. <laughs> no, not at all. I think she was wearing stripes. She looked, she looked like my ideal straight woman, like what I would want to look like if I was a straight woman of her age. But alas, that was not the case. Okay, so then the deal comes up. So what happens is she's trying to put me in some other glasses. What she's showing me are... A pair of like beautiful pink frosted plastic lenses that look like something I've seen on Zenny Optical for sure um, for like $30. She's showing me some golden Harry Potter glasses and she's showing me some tiny ass fucking cat eye glasses. Valerie, I tell you, I have had cat eye glasses for going on 25 years. If I want cat eye glasses, I know exactly where to find them and it's not for $1,000 from Germany. So she's showing me this glass and like, these are your best options. These are all the size of a monocle. These are the only things that will work with your prescription and not shrink your head. What do you say? And I was like, gosh, I don't know. The ones that you sold me in the first place, if you don't give me my money back, I'm just going to have to wear them as fashion glasses, I guess. Which was somehow seemed like the weirdest solution to me because you would be b- both wearing glasses and contact lenses at the same time, <laughs> which, which I thought, okay, but you know, so then out of this idea of the glasses contact lens solution came the deal. The and deal. the deal was <laughs> we're going to take this other pair of glasses, which were fine, right? But they weren't the like ones that like you when you, you know, when you buy that perfect thing and you're like, you don't care how much it costs and you're skipping out of the store and yeah. you're just like, oh my God, these were not that. Yeah. These were like the pair that you're like, okay. But the plan was you'd get your, your gorgeous glasses that you skip out of the store with, with the fake lenses. And you'd get these other glasses and they would put the million dollar lenses in the new substandard pair. Yes. And so that was the deal. And when she said it at first, she was like, oh, gosh, I hope I don't get in trouble because this is such a good deal. And then I, being a dummy, was like, oh, I want you to get in no trouble. 
And this is when you know Lana really is a liar because said nobody ever. Like, that is such a, like, used cars, car salesman thing. Let me go talk to my boss. Like, are you kidding me? She's not going to, like, lose her job over, like, your second set of glasses. Yeah. So then, so you and I get out of that store as soon as we can. We shake on it. We leave. We're, like, skipping. I'm like, holy shit, Valerie, we need to rewrite the book, The Art of the Deal, because we just got an incredible deal. This was more than I ever dreamed. I know. It was, like, plan E. It was unbelievable. It's like you get two pairs of glasses and your 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 lenses and it's sort of like all is well with the world. But Until then, the next day I get a telephone call. Hello, this is Lana. Hey, I asked my manager about the deal and what I didn't realize, Nicole, make I'm a liar now. Nicole, you didn't tell me. We upgraded those lenses for free. Gratis. We didn't make you pay for that upgrade. So in order to do the deal we talked about, I'm going to have to charge you for that upgrade. It is $280. That's how much. Did we already talk about the lens price on this version? I don't remember. But basically she was like saying like, it's $280. That's the only way you're going to get the $280 deal. $280 more than the original added to the original $300 that the lenses cost. These are like $550 of lenses. All of a sudden, it's like you have these like $800 lenses and these $1,300 glasses. Yeah, so, so this would be that I would be $1,200, $1,300 deep with this company that I'm not really happy with in the first place. And then I get a substandard pair of glasses plus some unusable fashion glasses. And you're wearing like your rent money on your face and you're not even happy about it. So then I say, I'd let me call my caregiver. Valerie. So, <laughs> I don't know who they think you are to me at this point. My partner, my manager, my caregiver, my keeper, who knows? My granddaughter. <laughs> but so you call on my behalf to advocate for me because <laughs> you were there when we made the deal. I did. It was really distressing to me. I, I, I hate when people go back on deals. I really. And the other piece that was the most upsetting is it was her idea. The deal was her idea. Oh, yeah. So it's sort of like she plans this deal. She she gets your hopes up again a second time. And then she reneges on the deal. So I called in, in this, like, in the nicest way possible. I was just like, look, this is taken on. Like, it's blown up. It's gotten bigger. It's taken on these epic proportions. And it's not just about the money anymore, but it's about, like, self-esteem. It's about, like, how, <laughs> how you know, how this feels. And, and it's, it's, it's just hit a nerve that's, that's bigger than, than we expected. And wouldn't it be great if you could just honor that deal? Didn't go down that way. Didn't go down like that. The best we could do, and it was, you know, and I took it as a personal affront, but the best that we could do was to get her down like an additional $80 on this fake upgrade that you didn't even know you were getting in the first place. So now it would have been giving them, and you know, it's not a deal when you have to give them more money. Like that's when the, it's like, yeah. that's not a deal. <laughs> that's not a it's deal. like, that's like when people say I won and it's like, you didn't win. It's like at eBay. It's like, you didn't win. You're like, you're buying it. You're allowed to buy you're it. You're like paying money for this thing. So it was sort of like, she was like now positioning this thing. Like we're getting some kind of a deal that involved you handing over even more money to these people, which just seemed like fucking impossible. So I was freaking and tweaking. You know, you tell me about the deal. I'm freaking and tweaking. I decide, hey, you know what? How about I'm going to go get the glasses? They say I have a two-week policy where I can take them away, try them on, see how I feel. They're also going to send me away with the real lenses and the fake lenses. I go with the real lenses. Literally wearing them makes me cry because <laughs> I feel like a stupid poor person. So I go to a different glasses store. I say, hey, can you put in the fake lenses? And by the way, can you fit these giant $800 lenses into another pair of glasses at your store? Because I'd rather just give you money 
and go back to that fucking place ever again. And they're like, oh, unfortunately, because of this, the shape, it doesn't work. So I'm wearing these fake glasses. Meanwhile, I bellyache about this to everyone in earshot, including <laughs> somebody who shall go unnamed, who goes on the Internet and sees that the website for this company has a return policy on the website that says they'll give you your money back for the frames if you're unhappy. <laughs> and... And anyway, so Valerie, before we bid adieu to you and go to the epilogue of this story, do you have anything else to say? I just want to say that this is a story that I do not like. <laughs> I do not like this story for many reasons. One is that they made you feel sad. And so fuck them. Two, they have terrible customer service. And I can't believe that we were not able to like wear them down to just give you the money back. I've, I'm offended. I'm like absolutely offended by this and i also am super confused because you're still wearing the glasses <laughs> so i don't really understand what's happening but i just i just think that they're just selling they're just they're just selling a bad they're just selling a bad product so i i'm i'm gonna say don't go to the sun named store don't go to the sun named store i don't want to get yelp involved no but i may get yelp involved yeah and you know I don't like people that hurt your feelings. Thanks, my friend. Valerie, thank you for your help. Thank you for coming on the podcast. It's been a pleasure. Today's episode of Sagittarian Matters is brought to you by Robert Daniel, Michelle Lamont, Anthony Pinto, Shoshana Ruth Wachter, Mary Pinson, and Christy Harrod. If you would like to support Sagittarian Matters, including producer Chris Sutton, Please send $5, $10, $5 billion, that's your business, via PayPal to hornetleg at gmail.com. That's hornet like the insect, leg like its appendage at gmail. Thank you for your support, and we look forward to saying your name on the podcast. Producer Ponyo looks forward to it too. Don't be scared, that's her voice. Well, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense to pay more to get two glasses that you don't... I mean, I guess at this point you're trying to cut your losses. But again, if you're trying to cut your losses, you wouldn't you wouldn't spend more, spend more to cut losses. No, that's not... That's not... Yeah, I'm still I'm still in the, in the red. You're still ending up with two pairs of glasses you don't like, so... Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so then I'm like... But they're like, but you know what you can do? You can take these glasses, you know, your giant glasses that shrink your face... You can take these with your prescription and with your fake lenses, take them for two weeks, see if you can get used to it, see if you can quote unquote rock it. And then you, if you don't like them, you can bring them back and then we'll do this deal for 200 more dollars. And I was like, okay. So Isaac, I go there, I pick up the glasses, Ponyo charms the staff. You know, they're all very nice as they're lying to my face. And then I, I actually, I take them to a different optical shop and I say, hey, can I just buy some new frames and you just stick these lenses in there? I never want to deal with those people again. And the, the the size of the lenses was a little bit weird, so they couldn't do it. And I was like, fine, I'll fucking wear these with contact lenses. Because every time I wear them with the prescription, I cry. Because my face How is... How bad could it really be? I sent you a picture. So, which is which? <laughs> look at the picture. Where Look at my face inside and notice where the sides of my face are. Oh, I see what you're talking about. It... Uh... It's not the worst thing in the world. That's not the re re review I'm looking for when I get new glasses. <laughs> not the worst thing in the world? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> can you describe the effect? 
It just, the, your face shrinks about an inch on each side. An inch. So there's the face that you see, that's my physical face, and then an inch inside of my face, there's a tiny version of it. Yeah. I actually, and also because the glasses are really big, the effect is heightened. I actually don't think it's um, so horrible you can't wear those. I just, does it look like a $1,200 worth of fashion experience? It does, no, no, no. It looks like you like found them at like a thrift store, store in Arkansas. Okay, this was also what Valerie said. She said these look like thrift store glasses that you got for $12. Yes, that's what they look like. They don't look like I... So, okay. But do you want people to know that you spent $1,200 on these glasses? I want them to look nice. Yeah. I want them to look like when the girl in the Gucci ad is wearing giant glasses, not like when, you know, like the school nurse at at an Arkansas... uh, (laughs) In Arkansas elementary school. So, um, you know, it's like that's the reference, but that's not the reality. It's the reference, but not the reality. So, um... Okay, so here's so here's the epilogue. We're getting into the epilogue now. Okay, so I take the glasses, I pop out the lenses, I put in the fake lenses. That's all I can do. I'm wearing them with contact lenses. I still have my other glasses that are all scratched up. Um, I go to a conference where I presented a conference in Arizona. I'm driving back. I'm driving at dusk by the sunset. I decide, you know what? I'm. I, I had called. I had called the manager just to ask her for a refund. She calls me back as I'm driving past this beautiful sunset by the Salton Sea, and she starts screaming at me. <laughs> the manager. I thought. I think I'm going to go to the top. I'm going to go to the manager and say, "Hey, the sales girl made a mistake. She shouldn't have sold me these glasses." I just, I just want a refund. That's all I want. Uh-huh. And she comes in hot. She comes in hot. She's like, you know, you need to take some responsibility for this, Nicole. You need to take some responsibility. Um, and she says, she screams the word petite face at me many times. <laughs> <laughs> she, she said, you have a petite face. Sometimes, Nicole, when you have a petite face... When you get big glasses, they're going to look weird, okay? You have a petite face. You chose oversized frames. They're going to look weird. I have plenty of clients with a petite face who get oversized glasses, and they rock it. They just rock it. And um, The problem was that you weren't rocking it right? I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't ready to rock it. I was like, but my prescription. And she's like, you know what it's like, Nicole? It's like you came in here. You bought a pair of shoes that were a little too tight. You took them home, wore them for a week, and now you're trying to bring them back and say, we sold you shoes that were too tight. And I said, no, Ivana. Actually, it's like if I went in there with hoofs and you sold me human shoes, and then I wore them for a week and realized you sold me the wrong shoes, and I came back and said, hey, I can't wear these. I have hoofs. I don't know if either are correct. I feel like the hoof analogy is a better analogy for what happened. No, it's like if you were in a shoe store and they, and they, and you said, I'm not really sure of my size. And then they said, oh, we'll check your size. And then they checked your size and told you, we're going to get you the, just the right pair of shoes. And then you came back in a week and the shoes that they ordered was three sizes too big. Yeah. Like they, they, they made a mistake in their, in their, in their ordering and in their selling. Okay. So she's screaming at me and then she's like, telling me she wants me to rock it. I, at some point, have to yell over her yelling and say, this feels very victim-blamey. I say, manager, this feels very victim-blamey. I'm sorry, I'm not feeling any spirit of customer service in this at all. I feel like you're blaming me for something that I'm just saying was an honest mistake. I think that the sales girl, Lana, was a lovely person. I don't think she meant to make a mistake. I think that, you know, operator error, it just happens sometimes. 
I just want to make it right. I just don't want to deal with this anymore. I need new glasses. What's the deal? And then she's like, no, Nicole, we don't do refunds. That's off the table. That's not happening. She offered you a great deal. What I want you to do is come in here and then we'll all talk it out and you can try on more glasses and I'm sure you can find some that you'll really rock. And I was like, you know what? I have to go. There's a sunset. I'm missing it because you're yelling at me. I have to get off the phone right now. I'm missing this entire sunset. So I get off the phone. Then she calls me back 40 minutes later after the sunset to like reiterate that she really wants me to go in there so she can yell at me in person with the sales associate present so they can both yell at me and blame me for this. And then she can just trade the glasses and give me some glasses I don't like as much. And, and then she emails me to say the same thing. And so that's where we are now. There's been no, you haven't gone in. Uh, well, so then what happened was I emailed her back and she stopped emailing me. And so then I called my credit card company and asked them if this was a case of declining a charge. And they said, yeah, or disputing a charge. And they said, yes. So you going to dispute it? So, yeah. like a, So like she stopped emailing me back. She decided she didn't have to deal with me anymore. And so the credit card company is now disputing the charge. Okay, good. I think... You should try. You should try your hardest to get your money back, and just never go to this place again. I think I would just let the people know that you have told me the name of this place, and I think you should say it. I'm not going to say it because I think that Why this not? could officially be called slander in a court of law. How is this slander? You're all you're doing is just saying what happened to you, just describing your experience. Well, this is not slander or libel. People can lying. People can privately ask me and I'll tell them. All right. Well, I just want to warn future uh, glasses. Uh, I don't know. Con- consumers. All right, Isaac. So what's your take on this? I think you were done wrong. I think. Yeah, I, I, I. I would not. Yeah, I think you. I think you are done dirty by this particular uh, glasses retailer. Not a retailer, manufacturer. Um, it's it, it, and it hurts even more so because you spent so much money on them. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like uh, you know mistakes were made, and. Uh, I think it's prop. Well, here's the, the the problem is that she, what's her name, Alana or something. We're we're calling her Lana for this purpose. Um, maybe had a different definition of looks weird than you did because she said you won't look weird no matter what, but then you claim that you looked weird. I think maybe if there was something a little less squirrely, you would be. You know, I mean, if you could say, "Is it going to shrink my eyes?" Was that is the, or is that was that what you were talking about? Like, did you say what is it going to do this, or did you just say is it going to look weird? I said every other place I went to, they generally tell me I cannot have this style of glasses because of my strong prescription. Do you think you know? But I thought maybe if since you guys have a you know are like I'm jumping to a different level here level. Yeah. of of quality, can this look good? Will this look good or will this look well, weird? It, it also feels a li- I mean, they did they made a mistake. It feels a little like you were like doctor shopping, you know what I mean? Like going to different doctors saying, like, my arm's not broken, right? My and they all said your arm is broken, and then you find one doctor that said 
your arm's not broken, so you suck with them. Yeah. That's sort of what happened, right? Yeah. I guess that that's, so, that's the magic beans part where I just was like, oh, maybe there's like a magical planet where you just have enough money and like you don't yeah, look like yeah. you're wearing a medical device on your face. You look like you're wearing a fashion accessory. <laughs> they should not have done that, though. A, they should have given you the money back. B, they should have told you that it's still going to look funky. Mistakes were made. I and I would not. Uh, this is why I want you to say the name of the company because people should not be uh, giving business to this. Uh, I agree class with of manufacturer. At this stage, and I know this, this deep into the psychosis, nothing will feel right. There is no perfect pair out there for you. You're too. It's like. With the obsession and the anxiety, you are going to find something wrong with everything because that's what you're looking for now. It's like if you are sitting perfectly still and say, like, can I feel any part of my body itching? You will immediately feel a part itching. <laughs> no. But if you're like a normal person, like, do I feel itchy now? No, I'm, I'm just living my life. So you're in, you're in the psychosis. But what that does mean is that you will probably be okay with another pair of frames. You know, they might not seem perfect, but if this is all this woman is offering and you just can't get the refund, I do think you could find something that could be your real face. And it won't feel right at this moment, but, you know, a couple months from now, when you know you have no other options you'll you'll start to feel good and you'll start to feel fine about it. Those glasses that I ended up with that I wore for like a few years, um, the ones at the end of the story, I look at them now and like they're kind of weird shaped and they are too big and they're sort of boxy, but I they felt like me for mm -hmm. like a few years. And I don't think anybody, I don't think I was like, I don't think people like weren't dating me or I wasn't getting jobs because of them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all fine. Like you will be okay, even if they don't feel perfect. Sagittarian Matters is produced by Chris Sutton with assistance by Ponyo Georges. Our theme music is composed by Carolyn Pennypacker Riggs of the band Bouquet. Thank you for listening and I'll see you next time.